Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> In the time it plays the theme tune, I just about managed to get Google Docs up. <laughs> We're ready for welcome to Ambridge on the Couch. It's like beautifully timed. If I'm quick, it comes up just as it goes. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch. An in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Jeff Thomas. Before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap of what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week with Brad actually saying... Leave it, mummy ain't worth it. Except he wasn't saying it to stop her fighting with a flip-flop wearing school mum, but a gentle, if irritatingly dim, octogenarian. The truth of life at the chicken factory has been revealed to us. It is not all light-heartedly stirring chicken giblets into one another's coffees for a laugh. It is bants and nasty bants at that. Tracy was hiding the truth, or truth, as Brad and Chelsea would say, to protect the young'uns. <laughs> It is remarkable, by the way, that in the horror bins, for the first time ever, they have got an entire family that sounds like a family. They all sound the same. It's almost like they're good actors. Blimey. So this is what I mean about Oliver being dim. She was so awful to Oliver, saying, is this man bothering you, Brad? And all that. And then he takes her round a birthday card and is surprised that Brad thinks it's not a good idea to give it to her. It was Dickens last week. This week, it was all Thomas Hardy child labour and lost opportunities. I fully expect Chelsea to have bumped off the entire family and leave a note saying, done because we are too many, rude the obscure. <laughs> Clary, anxious as always that no one seems to realise the seriousness of life except her, went round to see Natasha and reduced her to screaming hysterics about the prospect of her life being wrecked. Unusual that she hadn't considered it that deeply before she was nine months pregnant. But then I suppose no one realises that babies are a bit of a struggle first time round, do they? I mean, people are constantly telling you when you're pregnant with your first and it's easy peasy. You'll barely notice it and your life won't change a bit. All the time they're saying that. Anyway, Clary gave us some good advice. I should drown them in a bucket. <laughs> it was all go at the industrial hub that is Bridge Farm. Apparently an action shot of Adam with the Montes had proved popular. God <laughs> knows what Adam was doing to the Montes. But anyway, it brought in three new orders. Ooh, one cheese and pickle sandwich and two dairy triangles. They might be able to afford hand washing the loos at this rate. In a marked break with tradition, Lillian has moved into Ambridge Hall. Normally, 
when disgruntled middle class archers characters move they I'm sorry, when middle class archers characters are disgruntled, they move into the spare room of the bull, blocking their ears to avoid hearing Jolene waxing and Kenton wheedling for sex. But surprisingly, <laughs> Lillian moved into Ambridge Hall so she could have a sing along in the shower with Adele and Robert. <laughs> Poor Rosie is getting a little fatter, so she's also getting a lentil fritter and no more cakes from Grandma Cholesterol. She had asked for a hedgehog birthday cake and an ice cream maker for her birthday but is now getting a Weight Watchers subscription and a treadmill. <laughs> Poor old Durham, benefiting from Shula's interference. What's Durham ever done? Anyway, it's all a way of getting her out of the way for a bit so that Alish can take over the stables and Alistair can roger that nursy lady. <laughs> Ruby the dog is a racist and has taken a violent dislike to Ardil Shah. It's probably seeing Linda snarling and yipping at him. That's what's confused her. Good Lord, I mean, do we definitely know that Ardil has actually burned down an orphanage or are we just guessing? Why in the world is Ardil continuing to stay at Ambridge Hall? He is vilified, abused, criticised and humiliated, not just by the landlady, but also by the other guests now. However, he is sure that explaining his plans for the new gay grables will put things right especially in the warm and welcoming setting of Felpersham Conference Centre. I wonder if he knows that Linda heckles by sniffing. <laughs> Helen was being her usual inclusive self by doubting strongly that the WI would go for any pizza flavours except for margarita or pepperoni and pineapple. For the love of God, the WI's been baking and cooking and producing amazing food for the past 100 years, Helen. I'm sure they can cope with a few unusual ingredients. <laughs> I was thinking all that. And then Jean Harvey choked on an unexpected olive in the bagging area. So maybe Helen was right after all. <laughs> Natasha is the sort of lifestyle woman that drives me absolutely nuts. But even I felt sorry for her this week. Firstly, she had Tom hanging around her all the time like a fart in a phone box. I could see why she wanted him to go to work. Who wouldn't? But actually, it was because she wanted an enormous fart as is natural when you are the size of the Hindenburg. <laughs> Then he got worried that Adam would feel overwhelmed by leaks and not do the veg boxes properly. I'm not used to being away, he said, conveniently forgetting that he went to Canada for six months. Anyway, you burk, you are two miles away at the most. You can see Bridge Farm from April Cottage. Then Natasha told her mum in Welsh that Tom was a massive knobber and that she was hoping he fell down a lift shaft in the hospital on his way to get coffee. And then he went all tight-lipped about her mother coming to stay. But I wanted just me and Natasha in our, and our babies in our little cottage. Yes, Tom, you and Natasha and your babies in your little cottage. Her sat by the fire weeping with tiredness as her nipples drop off onto the sitting room floor. The baby's going purple with irritation at daddy and screaming in stereo. The baby sanitizer belching out steam the washing machine overflowing with thousands of tiny little poo-drenched vests and you sitting there in the corner reading out loud from A Boy's Guide to Sausage. <laughs> so, Nova and Seren are with us. It's very sweet, actually, as Nova means star in Welsh and Seren in Welsh <laughs> also means star. That's the kind of original thinking that's got Bridge Farm where it is. The end. <laughs> I am so glad I haven't had twins. <laughs> Your depiction of it just made me feel really sick and tired. And I was just talking to you about my sister staying and she's got a seven week old and 
My sister looks so awful <laughs> and tired. Hi, sister. And well she... done, if you're listening. You look great. <laughs> Fabulous. Just... Well done. <laughs> She's basically just crawling along yeah. the floor. Sort yeah. of like when you talk to her, she can't even, she can barely hear. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, um, I would, right. So, yeah. So I was saying, it's sorry. like, it's that thing. It's like if you blink too slowly, you think, I've got to open my eyes quickly. Because if I don't, <laughs> if I blink slowly, I'm asleep. That's it. Just... <laughs> okay. So listen to this, Lucy. It's our number one job from now on to keep these two happy. Exactly. To keep them safe and well. And I will dedicate my life to that. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we were like, cut to seven weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a 3 a.m. wake-up call. Just get them away from me! A 3.15 wake-up call. And then, they're, they're, oh, my God. It is my number one job in life to not shake my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit too too hard, but you know it's yes. lovely, isn't it? Tom, when they're all shut up, <laughs> either do something or piss off, and take my mother and drive her off a cliff. <laughs> and Pat, because all she does is take the baby out when it's sleeping. <laughs> and that's no good for me. <coughs> oh dear, right. I'm, cho- I'm choking. It's karma for <coughs> talking about shaking babies. Well, what we were also saying was that. Um, Harriet obviously delivered her babies herself while stacking the dishwasher with the other hand but I had two uh, caesareans and not at the same time I was yeah no I was uh, you're off your head for a good well a good three days afterwards but definitely for the first four hours after after the babies are there because you've had morphine for goodness sake and presumably you're sort of hurting oh I suppose you've had an anaesthetic if they've done it properly. Yes, you're not hurting because you're off your head. Right. So anything you say, like, I am going to, de- for example, I am going to dedicate my life to making these two girls happy. She was That's just, going to happen. No. She's just tripping yeah, instead. Yeah, completely. She'd oh also said, I'm Her going to dedicate look- my life to being a Tom Jones tribute act, Tom. <laughs> I wish they just started singing Islands in the Stream. <laughs> also, why would you call your children both oh, names that, that mean the same thing? Are you sure that Nova isn't English for star? Because didn't the, the midwife say, I mean, I was like, Nova. Oh, yes. No, sorry. Yes. Nova is English for star. Sarah yeah. is Welsh for star. It's yeah. also, Sarah can also mean princess. Sarah, also, Sarah Nova sounds like a, Cassant, sounds like a Lothario. If you put them together. Sarah Nova. I think it sounds like um, an HRT <laughs> pill. Excuse me, Doctor. I'm, uh... <laughs> I've run out of Sarah Nova. I'm, I'm sweating like a pig here. Terrible hot flushes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'll be the Sarah Nova. <laughs> Let me just lower your dose. Oh, my God, it does. Oh, Not wow. today, Brian. I'm completely out of Sarah Nova. You've got no chance. <laughs> They also they came well they came up for that second name pretty quick didn't they they did they obviously yeah. had a well she's very organised so she'll yes. have written all the baby names in numerical order in her file of numerical yeah <laughs> and done little dots over the eyes but, and but, flowers around the border but, but that's the thing Lucy she's had her cesarean but she still managed to get it out of her handbag have a look have yeah. a little think it was yeah. all very very organised I thought yeah. and very and when yeah. she comes round she's gonna go we called them what. <laughs> And Clary, take your blue cardigan back. I want another pink one immediately. I've changed my opinions. Tom, why did you let me call him? Why did you let me call him that? I was fucking mental then. I was out of it. (laughs) 
It was the morphine talking. <laughs> but you're right, it was a bit sort of... But, of, 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 but all... Um, it's like all the midwife, isn't it? It's like as soon as the baby's out, everything's calm and yes. lovely. And, whereas most, especially yes. if you're first, mostly yes. you'd be like... I don't know what to do with this. Yes. There is an yeah. alien sitting on my chest. Yes. And I found it I think this annoying. thing wants something. What does it want? <laughs> and there's obviously, because there's no one to help you. Because no. As soon as a baby's yes. out and healthy. That you know, obstetrician <laughs> was the... Also, that when you when you have a cesarean, apologies for anyone that's had 18 and I'm preaching to the converted, but... Um, you, it, there's about 18 people rummaging around in your insides and they're all chatting away to each other no one's talking to you largely because you're just lying there going da, 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 off your head and we want to call the baby Kaelin Kevin oh very nice anyway yeah. uh, Jonathan <laughs> can you bring the uh, the pliers over here please yeah I thought that I was like it would be, this, one, this very... woman seemed to be she was like I'll like, come up this end and have a little chat with you right just go down there and pull the baby out <laughs> now bring the baby back up to you. It's great, this. I'm, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a. Actually, she's probably like a sole trader. She just, she's freelance. She just does it all herself. A one woman cesarean unit. Well, it did seem very. I thought it was lovely because I think there was a playlist in the background as well, mm-hmm. wasn't there? Yeah. But look, good, good luck, good luck to them. I mean, and I'm not need it. jealous that their babies latched on and were perfect and wonderful, and she had a really full term wonderful labour. Brilliant. I'm mm. absolutely delighted for you, Natasha. Oh, I'm so delighted. This is what I. Did, I did some research for you, Lucy, because I know you are... Because it was so great to have a bit of the um, old Welshy Welsh in there. Yep. Uh, here. I just wanted to say to Natasha... I couldn't I couldn't remember the... I couldn't... Literally couldn't pronounce it, so... Natasha. That means congratulations. That's such a hard one. How on... I mean, I thought I was a good linguist. This is the kid. That's so hard to say. It's very hard to say, but every time you try and speak Welsh, you sound like you're doing Klingon, honestly. <laughs> it's, all a... it's, it's so hard, but you, you should know that because you're learning it. I am, but I haven't got to the congrats. I'm still asking people if they're a dragon at the minute. I haven't done anything else apart what from What you need to learn is, congratulations on your baby twins. Your what twins. is their sex? Yes. What is their sex? Yes. And also, why have you called them both the same name in different languages? Yes. Are you yes. thick or what? That's what Tasha <laughs> But no, I'm very happy for Natasha and Tom. Congratulations, guys. I mean, I know it's not real and it's just a drama fiction, etc. But I'm so happy for you guys. Say congratulations. And I can't wait till Natasha's mum moves in. And I can't wait till she's speaking Welsh in, in to her mum in front of Pat and Tom. <laughs> yes. And that we'll all really... have to learn Welsh so we can understand that she's saying, <laughs> I wish that funny woman that smells a bit of hemp is would go home. <laughs> I absolutely loved hearing her talk. It really caught me by surprise because, of course, she's Welsh, but we've never heard her speak Welsh. Lots of Welsh people don't speak Welsh. Or don't speak it to people who don't speak it, obviously. But it just came out so beautifully from Natasha and made her sound like a much nicer person, I thought. And I loved it when she said, that's what I realised. I realised I needed my mum. And I thought, yeah, "Yeah, you needed your mum, but you've got someone else's mum, whether you want her or not. Honestly, Tom, uh, Twitter just lit up when when he when this happened because she, this poor woman, pregnant with twins, has been living up until three weeks ago 
in her parents' house twice. She moved out, moved in, moved out again. In his parents' house, she's had to move her work to their farm. She's had to put up with his bonkers sister giving her advice that she probably doesn't want. Um, she hardly ever sees her own parents. And then she says about having her mum down and Tom goes all, oh, actually, I, know, I kind of imagined it would be my mum. I, I actually had a, tw- I had a twinge of sympathy for him, actually. Only because I, it reminded me of that feeling when, you know, like it's wonderful to have a baby and everything, but your old life and your really fun life just disappeared. Mm. And then you're, it's like, you know, obviously you, there's, it's wonderful, but it's that, it's that sort of slight, slight saying goodbye to everything he you was, really enjoyed. He was saying yeah, goodbye you, to his mum. He's nearly bloody 40. But what he should do is move out and move in with his mum and yes. let Natasha and her mum just get on with it for a bit. Yeah. And he can then, why does he have to stop And the working? twins will be weaned before he is, I've no doubt. <laughs> I still think he pops round to Pat for a little top-up after brekkie every morning. It was quite sweet. It's not. He's a moron. You don't want a man child. You want a. You want. She needs a grown up, not someone who's. Oh, I want, but I don't want you to want your mum. I want you to want my mum. Yeah, but she likes to have him round her little finger. I think. But I know. I actually. Well, she's going to regret that in about six months' time. But anyway, I actually felt sort of sympathy for both of them because she just wanted her mum and we all know how that what that feels like and then but he just wanted you know like you're they're both at a vulnerable stage in their life now aren't they it's a big scary thing having a baby lucky but (sighs) but i just find it annoying when people are on the sofa going oh my god it's so hard being pregnant i mean i know it's really hard being pregnant (laughs) but it's not compared to going down a mine having children (laughs) or having a baby early it's just not you just be natasha wait until you're trying to put two you're trying to put two babies escaping from having put then putting that yes yes or trying to get two slightly damp children into into dry clothes after they've been swimming in a public (laughs) swimming baths at lunchtime. In the changing room that people have been queuing outside yep. for hours. When they're hungry and crying oh, and they're the picking up bits of hair off the floor and that eating probably it is and everything else. The ultimate low, isn't yeah, it? That's when you just feel like post swimming. Sitting down and just thinking that tights. Putting sodding tights on. And then there's a baby tiny... crawling on the floor picking up sort of old bits of yeah. hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plasters. Well. Yeah. That is probably the lowest <laughs> of the low you could get, isn't it? And it's taken you 45 minutes to get them into the swimming costume. They've swum for about seven minutes, and then it's taken you 52 minutes to get them out of the swimming costume again. By which time that everyone is, when, is hysterical. That is when you've completely forgotten that your mission in life is to make these to babies make as happy. happy as possible. That's when you're forcing Greg's sausage rolls into their mouths in that... an effort to just stop them. Just stop making the noise. Your your mission in life is to get those kids in front of the telly as yeah. quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I love my kids, Lucy. Anyway, <laughs> look forward to that, Natasha. We'll be with you all the way. Ha 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 ha. Talking of babies, mm-hmm. uh, Rosie's not. Ro- so Rosie Lucy. is actually four not three yes Lucy. so she is going to school i'm yes. completely wrong she's going to somebody in, in fact vicky cole i think it was nice vicky cole who's always very hesitant about she never wants to go no you morons <laughs> so she always says it very nicely um i'm sure i'm sure you'll be snowed under with this information she says 
she means I'm sure you'll have realised what a pair of dirt brains you are. But according to the BBC website, Rosie's birthday is 23rd of July 2018. She's still just three, but about to be four, and therefore will be starting reception in She's September. She's an early, ba- early yes. school starter. Uh, is it Loxley Barrett, she said, where the Ambridge children go to primary school? Yes, I think so. Um, the Archers. Monty Python music was a triumph. Love your podcast. It was bright as my day. Thank you, Vicky. That is very hey. nice. But that's, I suppose, and that's still, so she, So she's going to be basically a, a year younger than, almost a year younger mm. than some of the kids starting. And then there's and that twice the thing. size. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe then, then it'll, because, yeah, when they see the September kids, they'll be like, oh, she's fine. Maybe mm. she's just tall for her age. I found Pip so annoying when she was going to Jill. I was so I was so grateful that you were babysitting Rosie. Yeah. But and Pip was basically accusing Jill of yeah. getting her fat by not exercising her. Yes. And I was thinking, like she's a, a little dog or something. And I thought, also, why, why are you expecting an eighty-year-old infirm woman to be looking after your child all the time? And even if she Do is, it yourself, you would say, just stay. You know, watch the telly. Oh, are you there? So, yes, sorry, something straight. Um, never mind. Yes, I am here. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I, she was just, you know, you can't expect anything. But if, if it's not, you know, if you're not paying for, for exactly. this childcare service, what do you expect? You, also, there's no way Rosie would have got fat by having maybe two slices of flapjack a day. You know, yeah. it's like if she was having that, she probably wouldn't be eating her dinner because she yeah. would be hungry. So she'd be, it doesn't make, make sense no. to me. No. It's weird still, that storyline, I think. But also, Jill Archer is, you know, God love her for it, but she is a feeder. She 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 feeds everybody as if they're all hod carriers. And she can't yeah, make when... any difference between what David Archer eats. Yeah, but homemade flapjack isn't going to make you as fat as, like, a processed yeah, lasagna. Yeah, millionaire's like... shortbread might. Mm, I love it. <laughs> I want it. That is I Mr. Newby's absolute favourite. Oh, when he too. discovered National it. Trust tea rooms and most of them had <gasps> oh, millionaire's yeah. shortbread. They in. do. He just was beside well, himself with excitement. And the National Trust Victoria Sponge is the best Victoria Sponge you've ever had. Better than Jill's. No it's way. It's so good. Yet yeah, so good. The Victoria Sponge, I think it's quite famous there, Victoria Sponge. Oh. It's, very, it's very, I think they use a lot of eggs because it's got that nice sort of, um, you know, almost meringue taste. Yeah. It's delicious. But I do mm. like a millionaire shortbread. But I just don't buy the rosy fat no. thing. Don't like it. No. Oh, but Lucy, mm-hmm. would this lead me on to talking about our friend Laurie? Would it? I don't know. Well, I thought it Apparently was our... it would. <laughs> yes, our friend Laurie who does or may or maybe does or maybe doesn't listen to this podcast because it's not the lorry who does listen it's not the other lorry who does listen who mm. is time traveling still i presume yeah so no other not... lorries caught up now oh okay well anyway oh this is lorry firmer this is lorry from Firmore. freddie's farm freddie's farm yes i thought she might might like to do a shout out to pip to suggest these healthy snacks which are called freddie's farm and so basically as every uh, parent probably with a toddler knows, you if you're proclaiming to give them healthy food, you buy those yo-yo bears 
and raisins and fruit factory. And then you take them to the doctor and the dentist and the dentist says they're having yeah. too much dried fruit. Well, that's the and trouble. And you're like, oh, for the love of yeah. God, you give what them have I really done wrong now? Sugary dried fruit. But the difference, Lucy, with Freddie's Farm is, so we were sent these as part of our people being nice to our podcast. And the packaging is so beautiful. And not only is it beautiful, Lucy, it's recyclable. Ah! So, yeah, so there are so yo-yo bears uh, feel like they come in a paper packet, but it's not paper because it's plastic lined, <gasps> apparently. Mm. But these guys, they've got a lovely website. In fact, I'm just going to give the website a shout out. And um, because I really want to support them because I'd never heard of them until they sent us these things. Okay, if you go to, if you've got kids, go to, or if you just like dried fruit... <laughs> With with cute little boys on the front. That sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Okay, so Freddy's, that's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-S, farmsnacks.co.uk. She described herself, actually, because I, I said to her, oh my God, when she sent us the stuff, I said, gosh, you sound like um, Natasha. She and, she, and she said, slightly more profitable. <laughs> she said, or slightly more efficient or something, I think. She basically is Natasha. Yeah. Or it's or it's probably what Natasha's gonna end up doing. Yeah. Natasha's gonna turn her juices. But there's that thing, yeah. isn't there, about talk about uh, Natasha's juices. Not those juices, yeah. Oh, she, oh, and Natasha is definitely gonna do that with her juices. She's definitely gonna have both her placentas oh, God. freeze dried. We'll all be eating her placenta forever. Yeah. Just don't put it in one of these um I'm gonna put a picture of um because I really, really because you know I like drawings. Yes. I like the drawing of little Freddie. Anyway. Right. Uh, we now have my friend Beth in America. She sent us an email with a thing and she says, listening to last week's episode, I finally realised who Febreze reminds me of. Grover the Muppet. I am not sure what the UK exposure to Sesame Street is, but if you do not know, here is. And she sent me a little clip. We know who Grover is. We have, we have Sesame Street here. Um, and she said, I truly love the podcast, Beth. So... Here we go. This is a message for Beth Marshall. Hello, Beth. Oh, I thought sweat was key ingredient of Borchester Blue. <laughs> She's not wrong, is she? <laughs> uh, Steve Parrott says, hi, you four. You'll see why there is another person on my greeting in a bit. Is there a British podcast award for something like best original soundtrack or musical contribution? If not, there should be. Oh, and Matt would be. win it hands down. The Monty Python one this week had me revert to being jolly again. Oh. He is a star. Hugs and kisses, Steve. Theme guy should definitely get an award. Yeah. We're going to make him one. Of... Oh, Lucy, did you um, clock that the British podcast awards are tomorrow? Oh, are we I going? We're not going. I, I didn't get an email saying no. we'd won listener's choice, did you? No, no. <laughs> next year, Lucy, next year. Okay. Next year. Do you think That's why I keep having to well... put food... If we keep putting food into the podcast, then we can basically get into one of the categories. Okay. As a food-related podcast. Okay. They're all the rage. Does it help that I like food? Would that... Oh, God, would yeah. That be, okay, that would be a good I'm thing. I'm eating then. a Freddy's Farmer... Oh, actually actually pretty nice and i'm not for what a freddy's farm thingy yeah nice actually hmm guess what it's made of uh mango i wish i could see apple beetroot carrot and spinach no yeah it's nice though it just tastes like sort of apple mm. yeah very nice anyway sorry julia brown says hi lucy and harriet i have a few random thoughts prompted by this week's pod one when my daughter was three she enjoyed ballet for fun a male friend said to me, can't imagine her in a 2-2, maybe a 3-3 or a 4-4. Oh. 
I was kind of shocked that he was thinking that way. He went way down in my estimation. My daughter later grew like a weed, as they usually do. Two, Harriet. Isn't that awful? I would have smacked him in the gob. Yeah, what a twat. Uh, Harriet channeling various animals In the 80s I went to aerobics at Pineapple in Covent Garden <laughs> One day I joined the wrong class Something to do with acting Too shy to leave I had to cross a huge expanse of floor as a cat It still gives me cold sweats <laughs> I'm with you <laughs> It's And a human shouldn't It's like, you know, do you remember the big brother when, uh, George when Galloway scary, yeah, yeah, George yeah. Galloway uh-huh. I mean and that was televised yeah uh, there's nothing more excruciating no than a human channeling there yeah. well look at the latest movie of cats yeah there's a Not story said. about um, a stage version of Wind in the Willows and it had Michael Horden in it and a, Michael Horden was playing Badger and they had a, a young a young very kind of um uh, alternative director and he said I want you all to go away and spend the weekend researching your animal and come back in as the animal on Thursday so, on Monday so they're all like oh my god so everybody else was quite enthusiastic Michael Horton was not and uh, they came back in on Monday and everyone else sort of scampered in or bounced in or clambered in and you Making know competitive noises. really showing off and Michael Horton just sort of strolled in and he said oh did you do any research over the weekend, Michael? And he said, yes. And I found out that badgers walk exactly like Michael Horton. <laughs> anyway. Um, and three, she says, I love Mr. Newby. I looked up his name and he seems to be an English footballer or a skull jeweller. Which is it? <laughs> Definitely the latter. Definitely a skull jeweller. And your podcast is the funniest thing on air. It's got me through some miserable days here in Hong Kong. Thank you so much, Julia. Gosh, Hong Kong. Julia's in Hong Kong? Yes. How did we not know this? Because we don't know everything about the people that listen. I mean, what? we're so nosy. We, get... we know a lot about the people that listen, but not Why don't we get everything. dispatches? From the front. Is that allowed? Do you think they'd get intervened? Or maybe intercepted God. they'd think we were sending because we make no sense they'd think it must be code because nobody could really be writing like this it's well the much. archers often is like code yes. anyway isn't it so <laughs> wow <laughs> oh my god tell us more <laughs> why are you there how's it going <laughs> what's the weather like where you are um jennifer corley our vet says animals are the best therapists lots of people have found this out themselves i've always said vets should get some psychological training as you often end up doing mental health support as well as treating the animals who look after the people Uh. horses are particularly intuitive and tend to reflect back the energy you bring if you're wired they're wired if you're frightened they'll be frightened so they're a good way to teach people to self-regulate be calm or you'll be kicked or not catch the horse it's used for treating depression, autism, PTSD, but there's also a very lucrative wing to do to this doing team building leadership corporate stuff. The theory goes if you can make a horse follow you, you can make your team follow you. Ah. <laughs> Peppermints. A really nice feature of equine <laughs> therapy is that it can be a two-way benefit. Ex-race horses who are not sound enough or of a temperament to ride can have second career hanging out in a nice farm being petted. Aww. Aww. Uh, she said, in view of it being included in the in the whole stable setup, she said um, it would annoy all the dressage queens if their arena was messed up with groups of David Brents or ex squaddies hugging horses. But this is Ambridge, <laughs> so why not? Yes. Uh, so that's happening then. Sounds yeah, exactly they don't, like you never hear. You know, you used to hear the shoot, didn't you? When they all went, all those yeah. city types yeah. went shooting. You haven't, yeah. We haven't heard that for a while. Maybe no. because of COVID. Yeah. 
But that this could be the new shoot. Yes. The irritating <sighs> oh, toddlers coming over. Mm. Um, Andrew Stewart said, first of all, let me say that I worked in several factories in school university holidays, including a chicken factory. They all have their pros and cons, but basically they're all roughly the same and are just fine. Bits of chicken factories are revolting, but most are tolerable. And I don't recall the one I worked in being either too hot or too cold. So oh. just shut up, Tracy, and get on with it. <gasps> Woo! Rude. Oh, my God. <laughs> We have an example, but here we have an example of the archer's rule of one. If you want a factory job, you have one option, the chicken factory. If you want to go to the pub in Borchester, you have one option, the feathers. If you need a state agent, there's roadways or nothing. If you need a firm of solicitors, you can either go to Usha or fuck off. A posh dinner <laughs> is on offer only at Les Cerceres, and anything else you might want can be found only in Felpersham or if urgent on the bypass. So apparently, having been rejected by the chicken factory, Brad has exhausted all employment options. Borchester has no other factories or potential employers. Not all is lost, though. If I were Ex- Brad, I'd try the improbably large and improbably successful Borchester General. Cited as it is in the middle of a small market town in the West Midlands and having achieved rapid miracles with the likes of Matt Crawford, Linda <laughs> Snell and the slave guy with the weird accent. Anyway, they must have jobs. Get yourself down there, Brad. Also, tell your sister to dial down the Australian questioning intonation. It's beginning to get on my tits. You Yours intolerantly, about? Andrew. <laughs> But except that Brad wasn't rejected. No, because he's got another just, thing. Tracy made that up, didn't she? What? Do you, yes. What do you think? No, no, she didn't. No, uh, sorry. She said to Gemma. She obviously yeah. said to Jen, Gemma, what are the chances? And Gemma was like, are you No, no, no. She, she said, I'm going to tell him that there's no... She didn't even approach Gemma. Oh, well, either she didn't approach Gemma because she didn't want him to... She no, she said, she... "I'm not having no child. I'm not having no child of mine." Yeah, she did actually. working in the chicken. Yeah, she factory. did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, I just am really sick of people... I mean, Oliver is like turning into this pathetic sort of yeah. character, but it's... I just, I know, oh my God, it's just so boring. The, the whole hating Oliver and Ardil mm. is unbelievably boring now yeah. and stupid. Yeah. It really got on my wick, especially Linda's, you know, I don't make Linda annoying because I love Linda, but she was so horrible to Ardil. But also, she forgave Oliver and he was the one that sold it. The buyer yes. is just buying. It's nothing to do yeah. with Ardil. yeah. And also, to be fair to Ardil, he's being nothing but polite and courteous and trying, you Despite know, trying his best. Despite having a weeing on his oh bed. Oh, my God. We were, we, me and Rufus went to a B&B in Richmond, Yorkshire, 
really beautiful, probably like Linda's house in a, a beautiful sort of Georgian house. And it, it was very um, elegantly done up. And um, and there, there were two whippets that lived there. And the owner said, just make sure whatever you do, just make sure your doors are closed because uh, if you, if they're open, the whippets will go in. And we were like, okay, we'll close the doors. Closed the door, went to the wedding, had a great time, came back from the wedding really late. It was very, very dark. Opened the door into our bedroom, went through. Rufus in his brand new wedding shoes, stepped straight into a dog shit. Oh. The dogs had shat in our bedroom. And then because it was so late, it was like four in the morning... <laughs> We just basically went, oh, fuck it, went to sleep. And then in the morning, said at breakfast, I'm so terribly sorry, but just to inform you that there is a dog shit in our bedroom and we trod in it. And they and the owner was like, well, I told you to keep the door shut. Honestly. And you're like, and we were like, are you, I am just going to make, you know, so livid, but probably like our deal. Just, yeah. you know, you're, you're sort of like, it's almost not worth having a because yeah. it's just so ridiculous isn't it that yeah. these bloody whippets rule the you know there's another and, there's another national trust card that would that, that's like that you know you know you was buy birthday cards in the national trust shop uh, and it says yeah. there's a, a, a very sort of hairy looking woman who's talking to her guest saying if you get do let me know if you get cold and i'll put another dog on the bed <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that what a horrible place to stay <laughs> I love dogs, but I don't want fucking Lillian's dog on my no. bed. And also the slathering all the over. The cheek of then going, well, you know, the way Lillian is, oh. the way the way Linda is talking to him about singing in the shower. I mean, oh if I was Adil, I'd be crying in the shower for a start because I'd well, be thinking, I am having such a miserable time in this place. You'd have just gone, sod this. I'm yeah. off to Felbersham. Yeah. There are plenty of I'll go up the travel lodge. Thank you. That's still nicer than this. Hey, Ardell, I've got room in my bed if you uh, want to get cosy. It's just me, Sid. I, I mean, uh, Kenton and... Thingy, whatever his name is. And a little room for you, Sonny. I love singing in the shower. We should try a duet. Me and showers, it's a bit of a thing. But <laughs> the poor sod. And then you kind of think... He's paying for this every <laughs> week. Hey, Linda is getting more money. She's being paid to bully Ardil. He must have some sort of masochistic. I was thinking that, actually. I was thinking, yeah, there must, there must be, what's it, when you're, yeah, sadistic or... Yeah. Yeah. There's it's like an gets, S, he's in an S&M relation. He's likes being humiliated. He's in some sort of S&M situation yeah, with he Linda. he gets a little, I think as well, he gets a little flirty thrill from... Um, and when she said, that... when she said, oh, I don't like being on my own in the house with that man, I thought, <laughs> do you know what? You're quite safe, Linda, because he cannot <laughs> fucking stand you. He, you know, he's out as much as he can physically be out because he hates you so much. You're so rude and horrible to him. I felt so sorry for him when he was, you know, when he was coming back from a run or something. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I go running and when you come back from a run, about me, I'm so exhausted. I don't want to see anyone. No. I just want to have some toast and just go and have yes. a shower. But and, then and smell your get... own armpits and go, woof. Exactly. Go... <laughs> you don't want to be near anybody because no. you stink. Yeah. And then to be just confronted yeah. by Linda. You know, it's like his only private time. Yeah. And yeah. She, she's got a secret thing for him, hasn't she? But him and Lillian and Linda are going to have some cute little threesome yeah. in a non-sexual way. Right. God, I hope I think, so. Can't they? Well, they're all because because Justin, they all 
jollied yeah. up tonight, didn't they? Although he did do a remarkably good impression of Justin, I thought. I thought so, actually. Mm. Yes. I thought you're much better when you're pretending to be yes. Justin. Why don't you pretend... <laughs> Why don't you just, never mind acting, just find someone that already sounds good and copy them, do that. He's clearly a really good voice actor, but Ardell isn't his character, he should be playing. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it, that? Oh, he was like, uh? (laughs) He's really good. (laughs) They're just trying to mess with us now, aren't they? I, I, yeah, I think he will end up becoming one of our most favoured characters in a way. Because we're all fascinated by Ardell. Well, because we don't know what he is. Yeah, still don't know what he is. No. And there's still more to come with him and Kirsty, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Um, Steve Barry, <clears throat> our man in Scrubs, says, oh, uh, with, hey, regards, Steve. with regards to equine therapy and cow cuddling, my favourite animal endeavours in terms of what must be a win-win are the two below. Firstly, that one that sells you a ticket to go fruit picking... So rather than paying an employee like Adam did to be fruit pickers, you have to buy a ticket and then you pay for the fruit you have picked. The other is a farm shop that sold you corn to feed its chickens, so you buy a bag of food to give to their chickens. Frankly, I think Justin Elliott just isn't trying. On an aside, thank you, Matt, for the Monty Python-inspired theme. Am I the only person, though, who used to confuse Sousa's Liberty Bell March and Barrett Green when I hear them sometimes? Keep up the good work regards, Steve. Yes, me, I do that too. If I, I hear know. the start of anything, anything, I always think, oh, it's the archers, or oh, it's Monty Python, or, and yes, it doesn't really matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it actually is. In my head, I have that argument every time. It, it sounds like Matt's Monty Python might be the uh, number one at the moment. I think it's of, in Monty Python in the lead, followed by the Indian one. What about Pride and Prejudice? Oh, but that was just you voting 48,000 times. Yeah, I think... At Christmas, we need to have a, a compilation. Um, compilation, Christmas but we need, yeah, and then we need to get his. What's his Christmas number one going to yeah, be? Yeah, which is the favourite, yeah. listeners' favourite, or whatever it is. It's going to have little Santa bells in the background going. Ding, oh yeah, ding, ding, no, ding, but I mean, ding, we also need to do yes. a vote. Oh, I see. What's yes. with Matt's best? Yes, so yeah. far the best of Matt. The, the best, best of theme. The best of Matt Rodriguez Prime <laughs> on Radio Bullshit <Boston> Show. <laughs> Matt Rodriguez Payne, out now. Um, on Telstar. That always used to be on Telstar. <laughs> Telstar. Um, used to buy it at the garage. Um, from Wordery from... <laughs> comes Matt Rodriguez Payne. No, I was just thinking, you know the podcast trailers when you get like a true crime trailer? Yes. And it's always like, from Wordery. Or what's the one that... Wondery. Um, Wondery, that's the yeah. one. What's, oh, oh, yes. Oh, West Cork was very good, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. He totally did it, didn't he? Anyway, uh, Beth oh, and Olivia. Totally, 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 totally did it. Did it. Um, but then did he, Lucy? Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, that's why I said he totally did it, because he totally <laughs> did. Um, Beth and Olivia uh, say, we've spoken before about losing track of silence ages, e.g. Molly Button being 21. Yes. And now, we ha- see in my head, she's seven. Anyway, and now we have Ian performing a Heinlich manoeuvre on Jean Harvey, a contemporary of Jill. With her osteoporosis, we're literally surprised she's still in one piece. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, can I just say, on behalf of me and my mother, uh, my mother being long-term member of WI, me not so much. I was, but not anymore. Are you um, in character? Or are you Lucy Freeman? No, I'm just talking like this because <laughs> okay. um, 
I realised I put my hand on my hips. I felt quite northern and bossy, so I thought I'd do a northern bossy voice. Um, the WI is not is not full of women like Jean Harvey. It's really not. Um, there's a WI in in Walthamstow where I used to live, and they used to have they used to have stand up comedians, female stand up comedians, coming and doing their talks and stuff. It's absolutely brilliant. It is not all this being critical of other people's cooking. It really isn't, and. It's such an easy gag to go to and it's so annoying. And I will always love um, uh, the uh, W.I. for booing a prime minister because they felt he was doing a party political broadcast and not talking about what they'd asked him. And, you know, no one at the House of Bloody Commons didn't do that. They just go, but they were actually going, no, you're not here to talk about that. Shut up. And it was really good. They're brilliant. And they're not just, just because they're a collection of women who are not 20, it doesn't mean that they... I should be, you know, just. But the one in the the one are the Ambridge WI are clearly made up of a lot of um, busybodies, old people. Yeah, Clary's I mean, in it. We like Clary. That's true. Yeah, and she wouldn't. Yeah, but they did, they ended up liking the pizza, didn't they? But yeah. then so then they, died. I thought that was funny because I liked the little reference. It tickled me about the Adam saying, "Oh, can't we just buy some pitted olives?" Yeah. And, and then Ian being all prissy about Well, it was Adam's it. fault because if he'd pitted them properly, she wouldn't have choked. Yeah, but then if Ian had listened to him, yeah. he would have just bought the perfectly good pitted ones from Waitrose. But uh, what's the difference between a pit? Why do you have to pit olives? I mean, I mean, sorry, I know why you have to pit olives. Sorry, joking. <laughs> but why can't you just pit use them. pitted ones? Are the, are the non-pitted ones so much better? Just because well, they're whole? Ian, they're better. Ugh. It's just... There's no difference, Ian. Also, it's for the WI. Also, it's your Ambridge fate. No one's going to yeah. give a toss. They're not going to go, do you know what? This feels like it's been pitted, like, by yeah. a factory and not by hand. I cannot eat this. I just can't. <laughs> I know, it's not like Giles Corrin's there, is it, for crying out loud? <laughs> um, also, um, that, uh, that rhubarb and honey one sounded appalling. I've got some rhubarb in the fridge that I bought in one of those organic... Every so often I buy one an organic box thing. It's been in my fridge for five weeks. It's going to be a bit floppy now. It's very floppy. I don't mm. know what to do with it. I'm still holding out for eventually doing... I don't know what to do with it. Well, put it in some water for a start to perk it up again. Oh, okay. And So chop the ends off. Right. Just the last sense, just like a centimetre off. And then pop it in some water and it will pop back up again. And then make a crumble out of it. Well, that's easier said than done. I don't know how to do that. Oh, I don't know Harriet. how to do that. I don't know how to... You know, like, because I remember my mum cooking rhubarb things. I'll send you a recipe. I'll give oh, you a recipe. It's we'll do, we'll do it on the podcast and then we can be more food related and then we can get into a different We're category. not going to win a food. <laughs> I want to win over the Waitrose one. I know. I know. We, 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 sometimes we're quite close to them in the charts, Lucy. Did you know? You know I was laughing about us being El Salvador, 273 yeah. It's you. It's not us. It's Shambridge. Shambridge. <laughs> I've got a supporter in El Salvador. Yeah. Yes! Maybe Shambridge re- means something. That's my only appearance in the charts. Yeah. Shambridge never appears in the charts. Except, except in El, El Salvador. Salvador. How hilarious. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hi, guys. So, to any fans of mine in El Salvador. No, the fan. The fan in El Salvador. <laughs> they must really like impressions of the archers. <laughs> I think it was like my Lorraine. Oh, God, 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 do my Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> I was going to practice her again. Do you think really, that... Really, good. What, what, what language do they speak in El Salvador? Maybe Shambridge. Mexican. 
means something oh, yeah, maybe. in that language. And they're sitting there patiently listening to this, thinking, <laughs> at what point is she going to talk about? Shahambridge. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound very Mexican, does it? Alhambridge. That sounds, like, that sounds um, Arabic. I was telling this Spanish friend that I was getting, that we're going to, we're getting the train to Girona. And I was, she was going, no, I don't know where it is. I said, Girona, it's above Barcelona. No, no. And then after about five, oh, Girona. <laughs> That's what I said, didn't it? <laughs> I said Girona. You didn't tell me there was an H in it. <coughs> Girona. <laughs> That's a really old Tommy Cooper joke. That is. What is? Saying when you go, he goes to the travel agent and says, I want to go to Majorca. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we're not sure when we're going yet, but we definitely we've decided on Majorca. And the travel agent smiles patronisingly and says, "I think you'll find it's Majorca." And he goes, "Oh!" And the estate, uh, the travel agent says, "So when were you thinking?" And he says, "Oh, I don't know, Juno, <laughs> Juli." <laughs> anyway, right. That's a good one. No, it's not. Alex, Suffolk to Seattle. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She's the lady Hi, in whom you had yeah. a frankly prurient interest in why she was there. Um, she says, long time no speaky. I'm not sure when this will get to. I apologize for timings. But after listening to Thursday's episode, I was apoplectic. Having had a COVID baby. Having had a COVID baby after a five-day labor, four hours of pushing, and an eventual C-section. It's oh, not a competition, God. I know. In foreign lands, she says, oh. I would have given my right arm for my mum to be there. Oh. I was enraged at Bloody Sausage Boy. Not the biggest Natasha fan, but she has every right to have her mum there. It is the unknown and scary territory. Christ on a bike, Tom. Build a bridge and get over it before you run over to Mummykins. Oh that I is all. Tom. To be fair to Tom, though. I mean, She's I headed know, I it. Know. Sausage Boy can get stuffed. So... <laughs> <laughs> the, the hatred for Tom on Twitter as well. I know. Unbelievable. To be fair to Tom, he didn't say to Natasha, that's a terrible idea. He just went crying off to his own mum. But yeah. he did support Natasha. Yes. And he so... didn't show her that he was perturbed in any way. I do love it that, like, the second he says, <laughs> you know, hi, Helen, Twitter just goes, piss off, Tom, shut up. And all he said is, you know... Can someone pass me the... Be quiet! Okay, sorry, sorry. sorry. Those veggie boxes won't pack themselves. It's like, literally anyone can pack a veggie box, Tom. Just go and support your and wife. And also, you're two miles down the <laughs> road. Miles. It's and not Adam... like you're in the Isle of Skye for the... Ugh. Also, Adam's gone from, like, managing an ex... Yeah. Um, you know, Vidal Sassine's farm to yeah. packing veggie boxes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Really yeah, but look very, at Kirsty. One day she was... One day she was hosing Hi, down flip flops. Adored. Yeah. She and was hosing in amongst the weeds. <laughs> yeah, living the living my best life. Luckily, Ardil's got shitloads of money, <laughs> so I can shack up with him. And I'll come back as the manager. She'll now because if she got oh, together yeah. with him, she'd oh, end up being like the Chatelet. She'd be the Caroline Boone of. <gasps> She'd be an Gay excellent Rables. Caroline Bone. Because I think Kirsty has a lot of sort of poise about her, actually, mm. and elegance. Mm. She'd be a super Underneath Caroline. the muck, yes. <laughs> Underneath her dirty fingernails. And once you've scraped it off, <laughs> there's some elegance there. a very ladylike presence. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, and now let's go over to Radio Borsetshire.
Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, is there any emails for me? I have cleaned my desk and now I am bored. Oh, a fan email? Really? Oh, but it is my first! I felt there was a change in how I am view. Now I am influencer and celebrity getting out and outer. My first fan letter. Can you forward it to me? Thank you. Dear Febreze, your fan is out for delivery and should be with you. Oh, good. Well, that is nice. Hmm, Thank you, Colin. Well, I do think we need to do something about me raising my profile now that I am more professional broadcast. Oh, look, that thing is flashing again. Flash. Flash. Oh, oh. Hello, hello. This is Febreze of Felpersham looking like I have just stepped out of the salon. Because I have. This week, we are talking about the ot. It is very ot in UK, I think. And so, I have some style tip for you in ot, and also from other Ambridge people who will ring in with their tip. Not style tip, obviously. Ha <laughs> ha! They are from Ambridge. Okay, so firstly, do fake tan, not real tan. You are English. Real tan just make you look like you sell vegetable in a lorry, and also you are all pinky and it is all peel off and you look worse than before. So use fake tan, but concentrate. Don't put it on when you are watch something excite like a great pottery throw up, or you will look like you have ringworm. Also, don't wear an at as it make ergo grease and flat. Instead, wear a silk scarf tied casually under chin so you can push it back when you want to look chic and like Gina Lolo Brigida. This even work for women. Oh, and now I have my first caller. Do I, Colin? Oh, it is Jolene Archer. Hello, Jolene. Hiya, Febreze. I just wanted to say the most important thing to do in the heat is hydrate. Hydrate a lot. More than you've ever hydrated before. Ideally with Shires, purchased from the Bull. Or we do have some locally sourced English wine from Lower Loxley. That's also liquid. Of a sort. We've got a beer garden, which handily doubles as the car park, and the compost bin. Great for wasp spotters. So, anyway, my public health message is that when you get into bed, you should be hydrated as a newt. Happy hour is between 2.30 and 2.45 on a Wednesday. See ya! Thank you, Jolene. Yes, I would also add to this no exercise. Lie still on chaise long in loose fitting kimono and the only exercise you should be doing is raising eyebrows at Tess Daly's unusual wardrobe choices. Next caller, please call in. Good afternoon, Febreze. Lovely to be back on the air again. <laughs> please say hello to everyone there for me. I expect they're all missing me desperately, especially the tips I was so free with about how they could improve their delivery. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say that if you do get sunburnt, put a bit of natural yoghurt on the burn. It won't do anything, but a sale is a sale, and it will cheer Helen up as she's been a right miserable cow at the moment. Also, we are diversifying at Bridge Farm, and we're offering a ten-minute session in the walk-in fridges. If that would be of interest to your listeners, bring your own deck chair, and we only ask that you don't sweat on the cheese. Oh, I thought sweat was key ingredient of Borchester Blue. It has that tang of armpit that goes so well with smoke trout. 
Well, you'll learn something newly every day. Any more advice? Hi, Fabrice. I just wanted to say, won't anyone think of the animals? It's really important that we save as many species as possible. Why not consider putting insect baths, bird baths and sugar water bee buffet stations in your garden? Also, build shady areas, dig a wildlife pond and escort ants across your patio with tiny little umbrellas. I mean, personally, I've given my bed up for some goats so they can enjoy my summer weight duvet and I'm bunking down in the shed. I feel good about my choices, and the goats are really enjoying my Netflix account. So basically what I'm saying is, stop being so bloody selfish and more to yourself like me. Oh, that is a bit harsh, Krusty. I personally don't like being unselfish as it gives me frown line. But if it sparks joy for you, then go ahead, and I am sure all the wasp and ant will be grateful and not sting you up your Essian shorts. Well, that is all we have time for on Fabrice of Felpersham show this week. I need to have a solero, a lie down, and a suck on a Prosecco ice cube. Goodbye, and remember, if you cannot be style in sun, then it does not matter. Wrap yourself in crepe bandage and say that you have just had a very expensive surgery. Bye! Radio Borsetshire Fabrice, if you would like to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch, you could support us at any subscription level. You can find us on Facebook. Please find us on Facebook. I found us on Facebook once and I liked us. You can do the same. <laughs> We've got six likes or something. On Twitter at Ambridge. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and if you have any friends that would like to uh, give us a try, please tell them to listen and we'll give them a shout out, won't we, Lucy? Yes, we will. And we'll try not to frighten them away. Yep. Febreze is at Fabulous Febreze, or you can email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. And now, we get, well, we'll do this Ooh. one once because you need to go and get on with your stuff. And That's now right. over to I Matt Rodriguez-Payne, whose theme this week is from Indonesia. He said he was wow. inspired by all the boiling weather. And personally, I have been sweating into oh my, my sarong. Oh, like you Lucy! Oh my yes. God, we didn't even talk about the heat wave. And we didn't talk about Holland, which was... What oh, happened? God, it was a nightmare. Yeah, what happened? Ugh, I got so to Rotterdam. I went to Holland. It was time to leave. And it was the hottest day in the yeah. history of Was hot. it Monday? Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Oh, my Tuesday, God. Which was the hottest hot. So <gasps> I was in... So Because when you check in... You're then, once you've checked in and they've stamped your passport, you're then on UK soil, even though you're still in Rotterdam. Right. So I'm sitting there with a load of um, uh, uh, German and Belgian people in the lounge waiting to get the train. And the lady comes upstairs and says, your train is cancelled. Oh. And everyone goes, sorry, what pun? And puts down their headphones and all looks inquiringly around at each other. And she says, your train is cancelled. And this German man leaps to his feet and says... You cannot come up here and just say your train is cancelled. You have to give a plan. You're supposed to say your train is cancelled, but don't worry because blah, blah, blah. You can't, and she said, 
please don't get aggressive with me, sir. I shall call security. And this other man said, he's not really getting aggressive. He's just saying what the rest of us are thinking, really. Um, so then she said, if you look out of the windows, you will see that no trains are moving anywhere because something is stuck in the tunnel and blah, blah, blah. So... Uh, poor old Mr. Newbie was guiding me in like a flipping guided missile saying, right, um, you know, you could try going here, you could try going there. So blah, blah, blah. So eventually I was with a group of four women I'd never met before who I decided were quite annoying, uh, particularly the Dutch woman who suddenly spun round on me halfway through the chaos and said, this is your fault for voting for Brexit. And I said, I didn't. And anyway, it's just hot. It's not Brexit. It's hot. Brexit didn't make it hot. And then I thought, I'm going to kill this woman if I have to spend much more time with these people. Well, the train's not moving because it was hot. Cause yeah, something had fried in the tunnel. Oh, God. In a tunnel. So, yes, basically everything was all... If you could have a gridlock train thing, that's exactly what happened. Oh, um, my God. So we all stood around sweating for an hour and a half. It's like then, the beginning of a movie, though. It's a good premise. Yes, you and four ladies. But I can. But just you could. You know when you it's can like feel the sweat drama. running down you. Oh my god! There was I no. Can't... I'm in a station. There it. is no air. We couldn't oh, leave because we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so uh, then they said, "Get on this train and go to Belgium and catch <laughs> up. Go to Brussels and you can catch up with the train." <laughs> And I was thinking, the train's stuck in a tunnel. How could we catch up with some? And then I thought, ah, you just want us to check back out, then become the Dutch's responsibility, and then they want to shove us off to become the Belgian responsibility. So nobody wants to be responsible for us. I looked at this train going to Brussels, and I thought, I have no faith that this is going anywhere at all. So I, uh, Mr. Newby, very, very kindly, um, booked me on the ferry and said, now you have to get to the ferry. From the Hook of Holland. It is, is a Holland, it's then? a port at the end of Holland. I don't know. Probably. Does it look like a hook? No idea. Oh. But what so so why wasn't that plan A? Um, because it's overnight. But oh. it was absolutely blissful. There was a somewhat tricky episode just before that. Did you take the other ladies with you? No, I abandoned them. <laughs> did they go, Where are you going? She did Come say back. I said, I'm getting the ferry. And she looked at me blankly. So I did a sort of imitation with my hand of waves. And I said, I'm getting the ferry. And she said, well, no, you are not. Because the whole thing is booked. There are no more tickets. And I said, I've just got one. Goodbye. And left. <sighs> did you get on the ferry? I thought, and then she Brexit that, you cow. <laughs> she came rowing along yeah. going, wait for me. She I'm coming, Chris, you're losing. Um... Yes, there was a slight incident where I had jumped on the train hoping to buy a ticket on it and there wasn't anywhere to buy a ticket on it. So then I got off the train again and then I couldn't get out of the station because you needed a ticket. So I had oh, to tailgate. Hiding the toilet. No, I had to tailgate a lady out of the... I, I felt like a teenage boy in, oh in South London. I tailgated a lady out of the things. Oh my God. The thing is, it's great though because when you're over 30 and you look a bit knackered, you can you just look confused and people think ah oh, she's not a terrorist she's just an idiot it's good um and then i couldn't get onto the platform i needed to catch the other train and there were loads of teenage boys vaulting the fence and i thought i could do that but i've got a big case and they're about 19 and really agile and i'm not and i just had visions of me being stuck there with my legs waving Impaled. like uh, yeah exactly in like a like dawn french that's what i kind of visualized it as so i thought no maybe not so i was wandering around the station trying to find somebody to help me and i saw a ticket on the floor 
Because so, by this time, I'm now wow. a tramp picking up things off the floor. <laughs> and it had today... As, as, as 24 hours gone by, and it, and it had, a lot's happened. And it had uh, today's date on it, that day's date on it. And I thought, I wow. bet that works. And I put it in the machine and it let me through. And I got the train wow. and I got the ferry. Well done. And three hours later, I was sitting in the sunshine, having a lovely dinner, looking at the sea, thinking, oh. I bet those poor bastards are still <laughs> waiting for the train to Brussels. And they were. <laughs> anyway... That is the end so of my think, story about so do you think traveling they were wait, in Europe. just waiting on that platform for 22 hours until the next train Eventually, came. it came at about 10 o'clock in the evening. And then they were told, somebody from Eurostar will meet you in Brussels and give you a ticket, give you a voucher and book you a hotel. And of course, they landed in Brussels, arrived in Brussels. There was nobody from Eurostar. There was no voucher. And they all had to book their own hotels. And all the hotels oh. were full because it's July and the start of oh, summer holidays. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. So I made the right choice, but largely due to Jeff knowing what he was doing and me going, where do I go now? Every two seconds. Yeah, why would you know unless you lived there that there is even such a thing as the Hook of Holland? Yes. (laughs) I mean, oh my God. But I was getting very, very ratty with him. Bless him. Because he, you know what it's like. I wouldn't have come here (laughs) if you didn't live here. No, but you know, you and I are quite similar about that. You suddenly, we have a short fuse when travel is taking too long or something. We don't know what we're doing. We just don't like it. It has to be, it's usually a man's fault. Yeah, yeah, yes. And on this occasion, Mr. Newby drew the short straw and... um, Oh, so he was going, very you just need to find though. someone to ask. And I was going, there is no one here. <laughs> I can't ask anyone. I said, he said, well, no, you, you need to get... I just don't help me. I don't help me. He said, you need to get the Metro B. And I said, okay, well, I'll send you the train thing. And he said, no, don't send me the train thing. It's not a train. And I said, right, what is it then? And he said, well, it's sort of a tram thing. And I said, right. I don't know what that means. Where is the... T- it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, dear. God. And all of this is happening in... By now, it's about 37 degrees. 37, no, 38, because hideous. it's the end. It's like sort of five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, my God. I, I don't... I genuinely don't know what I would have done, Lucy. <sighs> it sounds horrible. I was thinking of getting an Uber all the way back to Buckhurst Hill in Essex. <laughs> oh, from... <laughs> from there. I just sit back in the Sorry, car. Sorry, we don't go south of the river. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I can't wait to get the Eurostar with my four kids August. yes and now we've missed Matt Rodriguez pain because we were talking about oh, sorry, sweating sorry. so the reason we started all that was because Matt Rodriguez pain was inspired by us sweating into our sarongs uh, <laughs> so he's done the archers theme on, I don't, you don't say on the gamelan you say this is the archers gamelan theme I think so that's what it is and so we'll say goodbye now and play it to you. Goodbye now. Goodbye now. You sound like Ardil. Goodbye. <laughs> it was sexy Ardil. It was nice to talk to you. I, I quite fan. Ever since he went for that run, I'm a little bit in love with Ardil. Is that all it takes? <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> At least mine scrubs. At least someone has to go to some effort to put something on. What? Put a glove on. That's three sizes too big. Not a glove. Scrubs is the outfit. The tops on the trousers. Put an apron on that's two sizes too big. Not an apron. No. You don't get it. They've got (laughs) to look like George Clooney. They've got to look like George Clooney, of course. Of course. (laughs) But they never do. They They just never do. (laughs) 
Although there was a doctor in the NICU with us who was a bit like George Clooney, and every time he came to sort of give you bad news or talk earnestly, he would kneel down. <laughs> kneel down and sort of like hold your hands. <laughs> and he, he was a bit dreamy. <laughs> Even if he was delivering So he was news. telling you something awful and then he'd end and you'd go, sorry, what? <laughs> What's happening? Thank you, Dr. Thank you, Dr. David. <laughs> Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> My baby's got free what? <laughs> well, this anyway. really, really was the bad taste episode, wasn't it? I know, I've been, I've said some awful things. To I'm so sorry if I, if I, it's just the end of a very tiring week. I'm so sorry if I've offended anyone. I really didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I'm not even going to repeat the comparison. No. <laughs> So basically, this week's show is going to be you going, Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch. Bye! <laughs> There's a lot of cutting out to do. I've got the giggles now. Good luck with the edit. <laughs> yes. Oh. And I'm going to make room for the ad. Harriet. <laughs> Harriet. This was not the ideal time for you to develop Tourette's syndrome, I have to say. From Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Molly. Yeah. I've got, I've got oh. oh my God, she's got COVID again. Oh. It's her COVID laugh. <laughs> I sound like a really old cleaner who smokes, <laughs> smokes four packs a day. Oh dear. Oh. Ah. Right. If anyone's still listening, God love you. <laughs> ah, this is when I find out we haven't pressed oh. record. I will. Um, oh, no, it's right. I have. I have. I have. Oh I just checked. Oh my God. Oof. Oh my God. A bit hot now. Yeah, I feel like you're back in that, <laughs> back on that train platform. <laughs> the woman shouting at me about voting for Brexit. <laughs> I will um, now play. Uh, so we'll say goodbye now and then I'll play the, yeah. the Gamelan okay. thing. Gamelan. Yes. All right. Gamalangadindong. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We love you. Thank you for putting up with us. You're very kind. Thank you. Very kind. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.